Okay, so boom. This is what happens when two music heads get together and start rambling over what's hot and what's not. The Sice is a black music podcast spanning all genres with a sprinkling of pop culture and a shit ton of foolishness. Let's start the show. You just flew out of your nest. You just flew out of your nest. Starting a brand new quest. Starting a brand new quest. But the world is trying to Forever, even though she's super duper problematic, I love her. Sorry, we keep giving Kaya all this free. What's it, what they call it? A uh, full free promotion. Full free promotion, but sorry, she's funny. She's a comedian, a queen of comedy. <laughs> 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 I'm actually tired of like bigging her up because she is really a problem for me. It's fine. We're problems for a lot of people, so fair. Welcome to the site. Hi. <laughs> We're giving it to you again. And again. again. <laughs> hey Deborah, yes. MC Deborah, Tall World. Shout out to everybody in Tall World. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember, man, in text in the group chat, and he was like, "Where is where Deborah been at?" And you was like, "In Tall World." <laughs> <laughs> That's what she at. <laughs> I want to go. I do too. Oh, okay, shit. Even though um, Marvin called me the Zal at work, <laughs> so maybe my desk at work is is the Zal World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She you is need a nameplate. The Zal baby. Like he got the one to say, "What will Beyonce do?" Does. <laughs> and he really be living by it too. I mean, it's not a bad mantra to live by. Oh, not. <laughs> oh, not. Definitely. What she been doing recently though? With all these pictures popping up. Who? Beyonce. Oh, you're at odds. I saw that deep side in your spirit. I'm at odds with the outfits. That's all. I feel like something good gotta come out of it. I mean, you know she's going to like work hard and it's gonna be like amazing, but I'm I just <laughs> get it she, out. She just don't come from a place of fashion. For a minute I was trying to give in my mind give Beyonce most improved from a fashion perspective, but then something took a turn. Scarlet took a tumble. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just sad. It's, I'm just sad. I just, I, I just think it is very interesting that Chloe and Holly is it Holly or Haley? I cannot confirm. Okay, they be dressing the little girls with the lot with the pretty locks from grown ish. They are pretty and they cute and they sing. I don't think I've ever heard a song from them. Their album just came out, so I'm gonna listen. That's how I felt about Saint Beauty. I didn't get into them right away. Um, yeah, I can't really get into that. I couldn't get into the album. Um, but that border song is it. 
a song. Borders is so they be so, screeching. So, 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 That's a so, song. So, I do so, like that song. Oh, so, so, so good. That was on the soundtrack to that Insecure too. That's how I got put onto it. Yeah. Insecure. These shows be having good scores. Yeah, like I loved in um she's got a habit when they was like stop the show for a little bit and put the cover on. Uh-huh. I love that. I, I did lo- too. But you know, in my next life, i definitely would love to do <clears throat> the mus a music be the music person for a show. I could see that. Like a, a curator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. It go it's it's on brand for you. Thank you. <laughs> we're working. <laughs> Hashtag we're working. Sorry, I can't come to the phone because I'm working. working. <laughs> but speaking of, so we did go see Justine Sky last night. Wait a minute, I'm not done cracking. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, go. So uh we went to go see Justine Sky last night. First of all, the most beautiful girl alive. Wow. She her and her mom. Oh. Like pretty. she looks exactly like her mom. It's actually kind of crazy. We was like doing a deep dive on her face before we went to go see her and she don't need makeup. Yeah, I really want like okay, whatever. I'm problematic is my show. <laughs> I really want black girls to stop wearing makeup like all together? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not I'm not I'm okay, I'm not going to makeup shame, but I'm just saying when black girls be wearing foundation, it be given who did the body. <laughs> a question. And well, who did the body means for anybody that's not as ghetto as us. It's like <clears> the <throat> question when somebody be dead and and you go to their funeral and you know they put a lot of makeup on you and when you in the casket and they be like, oh, who did the body? And then they say, <laughs> and they say, well, you look bad or if you look sleep. Yeah. Because black people love saying somebody dead looks sleep. But at the same time, we kind of turned the phrase into all this surgery. Yeah. Because who did the body? Who? Lala. Who did the body? Who did it? Miss Nikki Baby. Who did the body? <laughs> Kim Kardashian. It's questions. Yeah, that face is ravaged. <laughs> um, but just taking it back. No, I'm just saying, like, black girls, like, don't need all that foundation. It just looked, like, cakey, and it just doesn't look, like... You know, it, it just ages people. That's a whole nother conversation. Because remember, we was talking about how we don't really know what Kali Uchi look like. Nobody does. I want her to make a song called Kali Uchi Bali. But aside from that. You should be on somebody's team. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I've been saying this since episode one. We on what, six? Um, I think that she looked like Trixie Mattel. If you don't know who Trixie Mattel is, she a dragon. Let like, me see. <laughs> Trixie Mattel is a drag queen. You shouldn't oh, look like that. Oh, Mattel, like like Barbie. a Barbie. Yeah. First of all, I love Trixie Mattel. <laughs> but that's how Kali oh. Uchis look. Mama pulled up a picture and now she see what I'm saying. Oh. That's Kali Uchis right there. Sometimes she look like Lady Gaga. Sometimes she look like Trixie V. Mattel. Oh, that made me sad. I love Trixie. Well, anywho, circling back, we uh, saw Justine Sky last night. What is your official review? <laughs> Um. Well, first of all, like I said, the most beautiful girl in the world. That's one. One. I. She performed even cuter than the first time that I saw her. It was cute. It was very cute. I don't really know what else to say besides that. She sounded good. She sounded just like the album. I wasn't she mad did. at the she vocal performance. She sounded just like the album, and that's what I like. That's what I like. Some I like. Some I won't. <laughs> if you don't know what that's from, it's a Housewives reference. We need to do an episode on terminology because we just be talking. Do and people don't be knowing what we be saying. I'm don't. sure. Just in life. But I think that it was cute. There was a little bit performance art to it. Like, they wrapped that sheet around her. It looked like a dress. Even though she had on, like, a full corset and a pantsuit. I was into it. <laughs> what do you think about... <laughs> You're falling out. 
Um, well, we kind of discussed it a little bit in the car coming back, but I'm just sad because I feel like I love her music. You know, we stand her. Yeah. But I just feel like she's not going to be. It, it's it's missing that it factor that so, you need to be a star. And I feel like who knew you, has that though? I don't think that nobody has that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just trying to think who all is out right now. I don't think that anybody has a fully realized it factor right now. Like, I think that there's somebody who could say... Tiana Teller. You did that. Tiana Teller got it factor, but she don't want to put out no more music. You did that. I definitely see that for Tiana Taylor. I think that there's some stuff on the back end we don't know about why this music has been taking so long. Yeah, it's really getting to a, a point of frustration with me because Seven is still... The number one album of 2014. Sorry, D'Angelo. Maybe <laughs> next time. Everybody lied to you when they said your album was the best. Black Messiah was good. Went to the tour twice. It was good. But seven, it, it don't hold a candle to seven. That's just that's just that on it. I think that Tiana Taylor deserves rounds. Do. And she has star power. Like, she has, like remember when she did the tribute for Lil' Kim? Like, ain't nobody care about nobody else at that show. Did it? And it was a hip-hop honors type show. And they didn't care about none of the other female rappers. Did. Tiana Taylor is not a rapper. She came out there and stole the show. Sure did. And the next time they did it, when they gave Missy that award or that tribute, she did a whole dance tribute in a fucking cast. Like, she, she was dancing like shit with her ankle wrapped up with a ribbon with a bow on it. Sing Mariah. <laughs> I love that song. That is a good song. That's a good album. Let's talk about albums. Let's talk about The Dream. Let's talk about Tricky Stewart. Wow. Oh, we talk about Eight Ounces? <laughs> By Jesse Sky. Sky. Um, yeah, but I just was kind of sad because I feel like she just doesn't have the effect. And like one thing I think that overshadows how good her music is and how pretty she is and her style is cute is that you know more about her and her girlfriends hanging out being like a dashian than you hear about her putting out music. But and I, I think, think that mm. overshadowed I think instead of making people more interested in her, I think it over because they didn't I don't think they positioned it right. They should have had like, okay, she hang out with Kylie and Haley Baldwin and all these old girls. What they should have did was made all her little friends post all her act like they singing her music in their Instagrams. Yeah. In their Insta stories. Branding. And, Right, and just like, and being like, oh, I'm meeting Justine at the studio, or like things that let us know that Justine was making music because I can see for myself that I didn't know that she was making music. I thought she was just their friend. Like, that girl Jordan is just Kylie's friend. Yeah. Like, I mean, but she's also an ASOS model and she gives like that, an ASOS curve. But that was after oh, yeah. she, she became got put their, on from that. Exactly. Yeah. Which Justine seemingly has been making music the entire time. Yeah. It doesn't seem like she was using their friendship to make music. Rock Nation took Justine Scott under their wing and was trying to redo Rihanna. That's what happened. When Justine Scott first came out, they were trying to size it like, oh, we got an island girl. She's Jamaican. Do da do da da da. And she had songs that were. Throw away Rihanna songs. They was trying to do Rihanna all over again. Mm. That's what happened first. But nobody cared about that. So I think that Justine Skye's like Tumblr fame and how interesting she looks and like how she was on the internet. Mm. They had to go that route because people wasn't catching on to the music. Mm. That song Collide with Tyga. Well, I think that was probably the first misstep was that she did the song with Tyga. And, and at the time. <laughs> no, and that's not shade because... Tyga had a moment in America. But I that wasn't, wasn't I wasn't it. a part of that moment, but we have to admit that Tyga had a moment and 
The thing is, That's at the at the time, okay, so Collide is the first song that I heard from Justin Sky, and that came out in 2014. That everybody. was her first song okay. that I know of. That I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That I know of her first song. And so, but by 2014, Tyga was falling out of the people's good graces. He was a bad guy to them. Because so, the Kardashians can do no wrong in the eye of America. Right. So anything against them is detrimental. And I guess that song was made at the time when Tyga was still in the Dashian's good graces. This girl is so pretty. We on Google just looking at her face, y'all. <laughs> She's so fucking pretty. Her and Ryan Destiny need to like take over the world. Yeah, it's like, look at her in that natural hair. With no makeup on and her oh, real hair. She's yeah. bad. She's so pretty. Like, she's so pretty. And I like, and we're going off tangent, but I like that she still look like a little girl. She does look like a little girl. Like, Even I don't, on stage last night, she I didn't have on too much makeup. No. She looked bomb. She looked like a young person. Like, I don't like how these girls, like these young girls look older than me. Like, if you're 21, 22, give me 21, 22. Like, I was talking about that the other day because people be fooling you on Instagram and stuff. Like, I, if you got a whole bunch of facial hair, I automatically think that you older than me because mine just won't grow. <laughs> so, with with the girl on the girl side, if you wear... But this is a real thing. People was talking about this on Twitter the other day. Like, kids... Now look like they forty. They do. They, they be look looking like they grown. forty just to go to the corner store. It's too grown. Like stop forcing the grongs, and you gonna look old when you you know get to of age. Or I whatever blame contouring. Call. Yeah, it's heavy and it's a lot. I'm telling you. But anyway, circling back. So, <laughs> so but yeah. So I'm just. I just feel like she just doesn't have the effect there, and it's just kind of like annoying because I Cause love the her music, music is good. and like she's so cute and like. I don't know. I just Wasteland opened up the album in a way that I wasn't ready for. Yeah, like beautiful. Wasteland is just that's how you open up an album. That's like, how you open up an album. She did what she was supposed to do. She did her thing. That's what we wanted. We didn't know we wanted it, but that's what we wanted. Oh, exactly what I wanted. <laughs> um, I don't know. And then the way that it falls into Good Love, yeah. Fiesta, Fiesta. Yeah. Are we putting her back on the playlist? She deserves. It's fine. We can stand her. And we can put Collide on there because we didn't have Collide last time. Uh-huh. Um, There's some nice little remixes and Chop the Screw stuff. I can oh, yeah. Of too. course. Yeah. So, yeah. That's just... That's it. That's where I stand with this guy. I really like her. I'll continue to support. But I don't really know if she'll get to... What do you think that she could have done to make you feel like she had an impact? Because the fan base is there. I was standing next to a dude who literally drove to New York... For a one night concert for her, and he was from Rhode Island, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" Um, what do I think she could? I don't know. I don't know. You can't like create an it factor. Like, you just have, no, to, you have just have to have it. You know what I'm saying? Like one thing I was saying last night was like with NSYNC. The first time you saw NSYNC, your eyes just naturally gravitated to Justin, even though he wasn't the best singer. Right. J.C. Chazé was the best singer of that group. Exactly. Yeah. But there was just something about Justin that you just, your eye just gravitated. Even like Destiny's Child, like your Chazé eye. J.C. Chazé actually think that he was in Boys to Man. He, he was. He was a white version. He was okay, a white cool. member. Okay, cool. He on the same page. He the white TGT. <laughs> All by himself. All by himself. 50 um, voices in that little boy body. <laughs> But even with like Destiny's Child, when they all four came out, your eye just gravitated to Beyonce. Did. And I actually hate the argument that when people be like, I always used to think that Latoya Luckett was going to be the breakout star. I adore Latoya Luckett. And y'all know where I stand with Toya Luckett. As long as she stay married, you're going to be her number one fan. Listen. I get it. Tattoo on my forehead. Toy, <laughs> hashtag Toya Luckett. However, my eyes I always looked at Beyonce. Duh. You all, your eye just Boy, gravitated Boy, I know you want me. I can see it in your eyes. 
I mean, hello. Look, your eye just gravitated to Beyonce, and it wasn't, and, and you can't put your finger on why. And I like, I think I hate when people be like, oh, they they put her in the front because uh, it was, was her dad. Or, no, I was gonna say because of her dad. People do be over the fact that Beyonce. But was I just there. feel like she. It doesn't matter who the parent is or who's over whatever. Your eyes gonna naturally gravitate to who has that it, and she just had that it. it. Even though I will say Latavia did shake the table because she really put straw sets on the mat. <laughs> nobody was doing nobody was doing straw sets before Latavia Roberson. So Latavia, I do want to give her her flowers. And Latavia La- had the best hair in the group. Absolutely. Latavia had the best hair in the group. Like that's hands she down. She had that red rinse. Like come on. And 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 I don't think that people give the group enough credit as a group. Those girls are all pretty. Oh, are those girls are all pretty? From their Before, first noses yep. to, the, to, the, to the noses they got now. Oh, wait. I wanted to talk about that real fast. Something has changed about Beyonce's face, and I cannot put my finger on it. I know that she got a nose job before, but there's something else happening now, too. Those pictures mm-hmm. from the um, wearable art gala that she was doing those close-ups, I was looking like something about the edge of that nostril. <laughs> It's just not. But you know, when you get pregnant, your face starts shifting and moving and sliding yeah. around, and then and, and then was after the really baby, pregnant. and you lose weight, and then your face tries to go back, but it do other stuff because your body just don't care about your wishes. <laughs> this is why being a woman is trash. This is why man is. That's how you. I know that God is a man and he don't like women. I was I was just about to say that you said that the other day. Stephanie like is a firm believer that God don't like women. Our bodies be at odds with us <laughs> at a constant rate. I just like. I I don't know when I lived in New York I had a roommate his name was John and he was just like I don't trust anything that can bleed for a month or bleed once a month and don't die listen <laughs> for a week okay but you said that a week before your period starts you be going through yes. the motions oh my god I can barely walk sometimes I be throwing up my little sister has called out of work because yes. of her period your boobs be all big and they be swollen and they hurt and they be itchy sometimes it's just a lot it's I love women, but I also adore having a penis. Like, I don't want to deal with that shit. I don't want to say anything to get the black feminists off my side. They, I'm already tipping on the tightrope, so. <laughs> Come on, Janelle. Hello. Where, where do we stand with Janelle? <laughs> oh, y'all didn't see her face just now. I just think that this dyke shit is fake. That's all I want to say. I... Uh... I love Tessa Thompson, but Janelle Monae is married and has been. I go to I used to go to her holiday parties every every month. I mean every year. Janelle She's married to a man. He got dreads. His name is Chuck Lightning. Or Nate Wonder. He's one of those people. Janelle uh, Now that's who I'm at odds with as well. Shit. I'm at odds with Janelle because Janelle's one of the best vocalists. Mama thinks that she's a space age Lauren Hill. She sings. She is one of the greatest voices. Like, her tone is just, like, so crazy. Janelle Monae's also but one of the most she, beautiful women I've ever seen up that close part. in my life. But also, she, I just don't, like, she's kind of like Rami like Gaga. When they rely on antics and shows, mm-hmm. when your voice is so bomb that you can literally put your hair in a ponytail, not have on no makeup, 
stand on the stage with a white shirt and jeans like Alani did when I went to go see her for my uh-huh, birthday uh-huh. and sing the paint off the walls. Boyfriend denim really shook my table. I wow. don't need, I don't, like, I just think that all these artists think they need to be doing stuff in order to get people to care. And, like, Janelle, girl, we was caring when you were dressing like India Ari, like, back <laughs> in 2004. Like, the people cared. No, yeah. when she used to just be at Clark because her cousin went there, she was like, she helped her cousin move into Clark at my freshman orientation. And I was like, do you know who you are? And she was like, hey, how are you? She's always been super duper nice to me. Like, I love Janelle Monet as a person. She's super duper sweet. I just don't think that anything that she be doing needs to be done. At all. Because she sings. And also, where is the Arc Android musical? Because that was promised to me, and it never happened. Mama's busy in book being an Oscar. Honestly, yeah. Movie. I'm not mad at that part. But, I'm not mad at that part. I like the fact that she's branched out and done all these other things. Those small roles have taken her to another plane. Like, she's a completely different person now. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not at odds with that. But... Also, that song that Prince worked on before he passed away, Make Me Feel, mm-hmm. the song that she got out right now, I do really like that song. I need to give it more time because after the, Jang- I, the Django Jane was the first one I heard, and that just really... That needs uns- to be thrown in rice. It, I'm not- it unsettled me yeah. in, in such a way as to where I didn't really want to even give the other, the other one a chance, but she had them... She had them Adam Selman jeans on, them Adam Selman sheer jeans in the video, so I did watch it on silent. Because, <laughs> that's um, a good jean with the roses. Yes. That's a good jean. Um, because I was like, I love those pants. And I've been saying to Corey that I want her to start dressing. And she, she her style, I don't know who her stylist is now, but she her fashions have been so good lately. Oh. And, I, and I love that she's branching out and giving us like woman and giving yeah. us sexy and giving us whatever. And I'm not saying every artist got to sell sex, but I just feel like... She was trying. She was trying to sterilize herself to prove some type of point. Yeah. When it's really just like, girl, you're be a yourself. cute girl. Just be cute. Give us fashion and, yeah. and and you know wear colors and do all the things. Like it's just too much antics for me. When you're too like to be so awesome of an artist, you just don't need antics. And that's just how I feel. Like Mama gives antics. Like oh, I want I want to wear a suit because my family did this day in the tenth and <laughs> you oh, be mad I'm and a, oh, up. I'm an alien or what. Like, girl. <laughs> so that whole storyline of the robot and all of that, like after a while, I did get over it. But I have never had an issue with her music output. Like I do like Janelle Monae's music. I just agree with you in that we don't need the character. Like we don't need you to do all of that stuff. It's fine. Just sing. Just sing. Because you really be singing. Like her voice, like you said, milk. Hashtag just sing. <laughs> we now, getting t-shirts want, made for I want show. that for everybody because there's a lot of y'all's artists out here doing so much. And it's like, just sing because you can actually like sing better than everybody. Y'all, Stephanie is still looking at pictures of Justin. Sorry. Style. She's just so pretty. <laughs> I just love, I love pretty little girls. Yeah. You know, and she looks smack like Nicole Ray. And who prettier than Nicole Ray? Right. Nobody. Nobody. Nicole Ray, the prettiest girl out. Like, she got those lips we was talking about yesterday, too, where it just looked like a nut. The circle mouth. Uh-huh. Also, we should probably do an episode about the iconic brown singers of R&B, because Twitter be lying and saying that R&B always put light-skinned girls first. And, and that's like, not true. And that's not true. At, like, the light-skinned girls was not getting life in the 90s, People lie on the internet for a living. <laughs> It's like, why do y'all even be believing the shit that y'all read? People just be on there talking and saying whatever, and it gets put down as immutable fact, and it's like, that's not true. A lie from the pit of hell. Like, that don't make no sense. I can't remember light-skinned people from the 90s for real outside of Vanessa Williams and Mariah Carey. 
and 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 Tracy. It's way more like um Tracy Spencer. Yeah, it's way more light skinned people than we giving credit to. Not really, but it was um it wasn't not really that outside of we just said three Aaliyah. So okay, black people don't know what complexion they are. Is Aaliyah super light skinned though? She's not super light skinned, but she light skinned. Okay, I think that if Aaliyah get a tan, she brown skinned. No. But I also think that if I get a tan, I'm brown skin. You're like I said that people, don't, black people, don't know what complexion they are. Don't. It's fine. But what I'm saying is the big, like the and the big artist was brown, like Brandy, mm-hmm. Whitney, Nicole Ray, Lil Mo, Mary J, Missy, like they, Ooh, they Missy, was, misdemeanor. Elliot. She also posting pretty. thigh shots on Twitter now. She looks remember she got really sick and yeah. like, you know, her eyes were all like you know, She got thyroid. She, yeah, but she just looked really sick. My girl looks great. Yeah, Missy's the one. But anyway, yeah, so <laughs> y'all are lying and maybe And we want y'all to stop lying. I actually said something about that on the last episode. Stop fucking lying all the motherfucking time. That's dumb. It's irritating the shit and it's not true. Right, but you know, it's all to feed propaganda that dark skin or brown skin women aren't desired when that's not true like that's so not true like we spent the first half hour of this episode bigging up the beauty that is justine sky and mama is chocolate and everybody would tell you that justine sky is pretty nobody gonna be like uh nobody nobody gonna be like uh that not- don't even make sense and they would get fought if they did. Exactly. Justin Scott and Ryan Destiny need to just look at me. Like that's <laughs> all I like. All I care about. They're beautiful. It's really dumb, but whatever. We've we spiraled. Um, as usual, per usual. Another thing we wanted to talk about was um, something that you to brought Ryan up. Destiny pictures. Is <laughs> Ryan Destiny is so pretty. <laughs> Literally the best face on primetime TV right now. Without makeup, she look exactly the same as she does with makeup, and I'm shook behind it. I actually like that her and Gabrielle Union look like they could be cousins. Do. Because Gabrielle Union is another face. Is. Wow. So pretty. Mama's, what, 60 now? About 60, 61. <laughs> we exaggerate. I think she's like 44, there. but. Ryan Destiny eyes are on both sides of her head, and she's so pretty. It's like Brandy. <laughs> you know how Brandy, Brandy eyes are so far she do apart, got a and Brandy eye. is so pretty. Gorgeous. Uh, Speaking about Brandy for five seconds, because okay. I don't want to do too much <laughs> on the vocal B-Blay, but I, <laughs> want her to stop, I want her to stop being crazy. That's not going to happen. Uh, I just really wish that she could stop being insanity cane. It's because... not going to happen. Stairs in Sonya Norwood. Oh, wow. Because it's, no, yeah, it's no coming back. That little shade room post where her um, princess was at odds via the comment section. So sad. It's just like, Brandy, stop lying. People lie a lot. And it's no reason for her to be doing that. And also... Weight gain. I still don't know. I was trying to like give her the benefit of the doubt. I was like, Mama got fibroids. I thought it was a thing. Like I was just... No, he actually said in the group chat, Well, maybe she has fibroids. I lit it was a question in my mind. Like I don't I didn't understand. And then it was rumors that she was gonna be the surrogate for Ray J's baby. It just got very, very crazy, very, very fast. People just have questions. My little sister met her the other day because she performed at the Howard Theater in D.C. And I know she was pressed. My sister loved Brandy. Did she, did she sing I mean, but Brandy everybody sing? that can sing loves Brandy. Right. Yeah, so. If Brandy's not your number one, you can't sing. There, There's that. So, I love getting to the bottom of things. Speaking of people that can <laughs> sing, though, is Love and Hip Hop the new bad boy? 
a question. Like, because Amara Negra put that new song out, and the people are talking about it and, look, and asking for her to take their money. Um, it's a song. I like that song, and she's also beautiful. Yeah. <sighs> Let, let's let's Google her up. Let's see her without that that wig piece, though. She, I mean, her hair changes a lot, but I know, but I feel like I can't see her face because that wig is just so it just eats her face alive. I want to see her with a snatched ponytail, <laughs> so I a can really. A little signal. <laughs> so I can really clock into how pretty she is. Oh, look at her as a little girl with um Azuka. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they could be family. They are family. Yeah. She's lo- so pretty. And she Celia, always looked like that. Celia the Cruz is everything. Good night. Azuka. <laughs> You're a crazy person. Oh, I'm look sitting at her next to a teenager. Oh my gosh, she is pretty boots. And Marla Negra is so pretty. That song, it actually is shaking tables. People not going to let it stop talking, be talked about on Twitter. No, like that song is definitely, she's definitely going to make a career out of this. It's not even the first song that I heard of hers and I was like, oh, a hit. Like she got music. I also think that like this is a real conversation to have. Love and Hip Hop kind of started off as a joke. It did. People was like laughing at it and saying that, oh, body wins. Her body wins. Who did it though? I think that there is something that was done, but she also looked like she could just have that body. Mm. Her butt is not super duper like poke out fat. You know, I'm an ass connoisseur. It's not like, it's like she got hips and she got thighs. Like mama thighs thick as a thuck a thuck a thuck. No? I'm not sold that, 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 that it, things have her. not been nipped and tucked. But it's fine. I love plastic surgery. I'm getting some. <laughs> this show is problematic. It's That's just what it is. We changing the name of it. It's no longer called The Size. It's called The Problem. Love it. <laughs> but that's, that's so like everybody knows, or maybe everybody doesn't know, Love and Hip Hop kind of stemmed off of the Jim Jones show. Mm-hmm. It was him and Chrissy. They had a show. And then from that, Chrissy became such a like valid character in that show and in that series that they developed a whole franchise based on the type of life that she leads being the girlfriend of a rapper. Mm-hmm. So that's where Love and Hip Hop New York came from. And then Mona, st- Mona started like exploiting the kids. And she <clears throat> saw that she was going to get money from it. And she did it in every city. But when it first came out, we was laughing at the people that was on that show. We was. wasn't looking at them like, oh, they next they next album gonna be hot because they on fucking Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Like, no, we was like, oh, her career must be going down the drain. Exactly. She had to go to Love and Hip Hop. Right. But now, the name of Cardi B, the name of Amar Negra, like, I'd be looking at these people a little K. bit Michelle. different. K. Michelle. Because we had an argument about this. I knew who K. Michelle was and she was making valid music in the industry before Love and Hip Hop, but I would be remiss to say that Love and Hip Hop didn't carry her somewhere else. K. Michelle is a superstar now. From a black perspective, yep. because of love and hip hop, so and she getting and she getting long white people checks too. Is and her show was entertaining on her own. I liked her show, and I don't really like K. Michelle. Yeah, I mean, I that's the thing. I like K. Michelle because K. Michelle don't care. She said whatever she want, and I love that because a lot of these artists and people in general in life are scared. Brandy, what? Brandy, that's why she be lying because she's uh, trying to uphold a certain image. Oh, right. Yeah, Whereas yeah, K. Yeah. Michelle really don't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah, she doesn't care at all. That hottie jiff is really going to carry me. Okay, to you have to stop watching TV <laughs> while we're doing this show. It's your fault. But I think that K. Michelle, she probably was the first example. She was the first example because she, because the thing is, 
at, for the people at large, we were not hip to K. Michelle and her work with Robert Kelly and all of that kind of stuff. And we just saw her on the show. And the whole thing is, even when she was fighting, even when she was cussing somebody out, even when she was shaking the table, <laughs> she always, <Yo! laughs> she always, always, always was talking about her music. She's yes. always, always, always in the studio. Yes. And so, and she made Mona let her perform at the reunion. Yes, so she was the like first one, I music, think. Yes, so music was always like at the front, at the front, at the front. So it's like you can never forget that K. Michelle is an actual musician. And then that made her predecessor, Keisha Cole, also take that deep dive and be like, all right, I'm going to do the show. Mm-hmm. And Keisha Cole was very, like her segments weren't messy. It wasn't anything but music related yep. and highlighted a little bit of how she was getting over her divorce. Like it was very much so, I'm going to let y'all in a little bit, but I'm performing at the reunion. Yep. This is going to push my new album. I'm using this as a tool. And I do think mm-hmm. that, like we had the question, is Love & Hip Hop the new bad boy? Not bad boy per se, because they be stealing people money. And I feel like Mona actually do be putting people on a little bit. But I'm also, never check Mona Scott. Hello? Look, she got a name in a song. <laughs> She's famous. Even though she was famous way before the show. And that's the other thing, too, though. So, Love and Hip Hop is a gift and it's a curse because most people don't know that Mona Scott was a co-founder with Chris Lighty, R.I.P., of of, uh, Violator Management. And Uh so, she was managing Missy, Busta Rhymes, like... Legends. All these, like, really big artists, them Sprite commercials. Like, that was Mona and Chris Lighty. Oh, remember, Busta... What it, it is, is right, right now, now. Hey. Busta, what it is right now. Ha, 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 ha. Y'all gonna start giving Busta his flowers, by the way, as Busta well. still rap. I don't care. Do. I love when people are, like, inspired by the Missy Elliott's and the Busta Rhymes because they were always a little bit different and had something to say. And that's like, why I'm not impressed by people be like, oh, this artist is so visually ahead. Of, no, nobody's visually ahead of their time more than Missy, Melissa Arnett, <laughs> and Busta Rhymes. Like, they... They stretched the boundaries of what rap could sound like. They stretched the boundaries of what a rapper could look like. Uh-huh. And they stretched the boundaries of what a music video was. Not a rap music video, a music video, music video period. In general. Because nobody's making music videos to their level. And if I recall, the very first million dollar budget music video was what's it going to be, Busta Rhymes with Janet Jackson. Yep. So, yep. please give Busta Rhymes and Missy their due. Please. And in that all... All circles right on back, swabs back on down <laughs> to the vision of Mona Scott. But the thing is, people don't know that Mona is behind all these amazing mu- moments in black music, black entertainment, because they just know her for the love and hip hop. But that's another age conversation because we was talking about that too. The youth really don't be knowing the history. Mm-mm. And it's an argument as whether they should or not. I think in Mona's case, she does need to be known globally Does. for way more than Love & Hip Hop. Like, she can't die just as the like, the founder and creator of Love & Hip Hop. That would right. actually irk me. Because she did so much more. Also, MTV, and, and, before and, and we fr- finish about Melissa Elliott, Missy Misdemeanor, where's her video Vanguard Award? Where is it? MTV is completely irrelevant and don't exist until Missy gets that Vanguard Award. Point blank in the period. The end. Full stop. No, yeah, full stop. And the fan, I don't like the fact they make her feel like she's not good enough because Missy get on Twitter at least once every six months and says, oh, maybe I should just work harder and then I can get that MTV Vanguard Video Award. And that pisses me off because nobody... She don't put- need to do nothing else. Listen, first it- of all, the Rain video was enough. Wasn't and that was the first one. Hello, and her last one. I'm better. Nobody got a better video than I'm better right now. Don't. 
I ain't seen a video better than I'm better in the last 15 years. Shout and out they, to Sean Baker. Their choreography still slaps me in the face. Listen, the medicine little, balls. Exactly. I was just about to say them little workout balls. <laughs> they Dance. did that. And that one girl that was to the, well, if you facing, if you facing uh, the video, that was on the right <laughs> of Missy, they had them like blue contacts. Mama was going off. She looked like Leah. Did did shout also, out to Leah, our sis, a our pretty sis. girl. Wow, yeah. I'm obsessed with her. We probably gonna have kids together. <laughs> I love Leah. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just make me sad that even though some people like Cardi or K Michelle or Marla Negra was able to you I know like use a platform to become famous, it also hurt. Mona legacy and her Yandy legacy because Yandy was is Mona's like heir essentially yeah. over at um over at Violator you know Howard University grad like but now everybody just see Yandy is Mendici wife that Mendici wife that's mean to all his baby moms. I mean that is actually the most entertaining part about the New York portion of that show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not mad at it. But Yandy did slander herself. I think that that's part of her own doing. I don't think that we could blame Mona for that. Yeah, but that's the thing. K. Michelle came in with an agenda. K. Michelle said, I'm trying to ignite my music career. And she stuck to that the whole time. Even through all the fighting, all the whatever. She stuck to her music. And you can say whatever you want about K. Michelle, but she does sing. I listen. Anybody want to buy a heart? Which I still want to fight uh, Onika Mirage for stealing the title track for that album. But anybody so want to buy sad. a heart is one of my favorite like R and B albums that come out the last few years. Like I don't think McKay Michelle necessarily is the is the greatest vocalist. No, but the songs are so good. And She's she an amazing put, writer. And she put so, yes, and she put so much like us. Other thing, K Michelle be writing her own music. All of it. All of it. Like. K Michelle is like it like if you really think about it, K Michelle did that. <laughs> she had her own little She like, came in the door and she said, I'm doing this. And did it. And did it. And she stuck to it. And I think that Yandy lost Yandy lost what the whole point of her being on the show was. Like, don't I'm I don't hear her talking about her brands like that no more. It's just her fighting with Samantha. See? I don't think that she like I know what she has done. See? I don't know what she does now. And you know, y'all know I love the Puerto Rican princess, but I really am upset that she didn't take advantage of the platform that she had because well, I think that that just comes to a level of taste. Like I I love Jocelyn Hernandez as a character. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I would ever be interested in her music ever. I feel like she could have made something for the Latin market and had the Latin market up at, up in arms. Okay, I'm just saying I'm we not black I though. Huh? <laughs> I said we black though. <laughs> but I'm not. We not just. There are black Spanish people. Oh no 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 no. So I don't want to get into that conversation. I do appreciate the Afro Latino community. Like I do know that we that gotta say Afro Latin X now, Muse. I don't know the new terms. This way I'm actually learning Brooklyn. new words you knew every all the day. Words. Uh, good night. I feel like I do want to know like who made up these words because now, um, like continental African versus African American, like those are things. Oh yeah, it's a thing. I just be learning new stuff. I like learning. But I don't think that I would ever be interested in the Jocelyn Hernandez music, anything. And I do think that she could, like you said, have the Latin community up in arms with a bop. But I don't, I don't listen think, to people. I, I don't think, but yeah, that's fine. I'm not talking about for us. I mean, just in general for their career. Like, I don't feel like Amarla Negra is really going to have America up at, up in arms. Mama is going to be on tour with Pitbulls. I'm fine and, with that. And, and, the, and the Despacito's children. Like, <laughs> it's... 
A Marlon Negra is a not, song. I'm actually upset with myself for liking that song. It, you know, I stand it. I heard that song for the first time like a year after it came out, and I was like, "Was I not standing? I love that song." <laughs> she but, was like, "Because you heard this song, that's my seat." I was like, "Yeah, what are you talking about?" Yeah, I know. I don't really come outside, so <laughs> I'm like, I do be outside, and when I go out places, I go don't play anything that comes on the radio or anything that's a yeah, single. Yeah. So I never like I still haven't heard Crew. In real life. For real? No. I mean, I have to because DC. DC. Yeah. I've never heard that song in real life. Only only thing I've heard the is The new the Impressions band version go off too. It's a money all around me. Hey. Yeah, I was in this house going off and I was sitting there like, what this is? Because <laughs> the only thing is I know the... <laughs> But I've never heard. To the I've never. I know, no, I got that. Okay. <laughs> also, real quick about Gold Link. So I. So I really. <laughs> I just want to put this. So I never heard past that, and I've seen people arguing on Twitter, and I'd be like, "This song is famous. Like, this is how like clocked out my like party life is. We just don't be playing them kind of songs. So I don't That's know. Actually, and I don't go show. in CVS. I don't go. I CVS don't, is overpriced. Well, I don't go to no stores that play like any music. I really just don't. And none of y'all be really like. You, you. You've never brought up crew in a group chat. No. So, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like, none of my friends listen to these songs or be knowing them. So, I just be on Twitter learning and being confused. Oh, I was going to say real quick. I think that the probably the reason that we didn't say nothing about it in a group chat is the music that we be sharing as friends be more obscure music. And to me, since crew is a famous song... Not that I expected you to know it or anything like that. It's just like, why would I tell you about it when you're going to hear it eventually anyway? Like, that's something that is very popular and you would have known True. eventually. We be sending each other stuff that, like, no one has ever heard of. Valid. Especially <laughs> in the chat with Trevor. Because Trevor be... Trevor fine. be putting me on. Trevor be fine. Shout out to Trevor. Trevor be finding music in the... Correlations of places like the nooks and crannies of space and time. I don't know where that music be coming from. He just be sending me stuff, and I be putting it on playlists immediately. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. We need to have him on the show too. Do Trevor, you want to be on the show? He gonna say yeah. Trevor, do you hear us? We need to start having. We should start having guests. Y'all want to have guests on the show? Who y'all want to hear from? Like, let us know who y'all want us to have. If y'all got any friends and family. That you know want to talk about music and listen to us yell up close and personal. Just let us know. Or if you think you know a lot about music and you want to share, Ooh. or or if you have an artist that y'all love, y'all want us to like listen to their music and like say Start whether we like it or not. Them. Right. Um. But please know that we will not drag. We don't drag people. We only size. And share hard love. Even like last night, I met that girl who be commenting on the SoundCloud stuff. Like she was super nice. My friend Renee. <laughs> I mean, I had never met her before in person. She was super sweet. And Renee know a lot about music too. Renee, Dude. we know all stuff we know. And she be commenting on everything that I go off about. Me and Renee went to. Um, she told me I need to be on Tinashe team, and I agree. Well, everybody agrees with that. Okay. Me and um, me and Renee went to um, Childish Gambino's Pharaoh's camping trip together. Oh, fun! And that's where we really bonded and got cool. So shout out to Renee. <laughs> <laughs> So fucking ghetto. Um, I think maybe we should go to a break now. Or, okay, okay, we could go to a break. Money back. Money back. Money back. Bitch, I'm making like a money back. Money back. Uh.
And we're back. So I think this is a part of the show where we just have to, you know, light some things up in love because we don't drag on the size. Yes, we do. No, we don't. I don't think we bash or drag people like how the internet really be dragging and bashing people. That's fair. We it's an upstanding. Show. And also, we only we only call out people that we really love and that we want to keep. Oh yeah, it's like forward. tough love. Like we family, we related to them, and we just be trying to get them together so they could do better. Exactly, because we want to keep giving them their money and all that. You see, my girl Janae wised up. So did she? See, she listened to the show. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the show, Nay. Thanks, Nay. <laughs> so you know who needs to listen to the show? All of these TV producers trying to do all these '90s reboots. There are so many people making amazing new content. Watch all fun, content. new, original content instead of giving us stuff that is old. I'm, actually, <laughs> old. I'm actually tired of talking about this because it's just something that I don't think any of us really, really want. Yeah, I can see how there was money in it and people started to, you know, push forward a, a reboot situation. Like that Fuller House shit that's on Netflix. Did anybody watch it? Is it good? I honestly wasn't a big fan of Full House. So Can't relate. You was, a, you was into it? I don't think people understand. Like, white people TV shows was lit when we was little. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not saying that they not. I did watch Full House. I just, I would never be like, yeah, bring that shit back. No. Oh, I wasn't trying to bring it back. But Full House was my show. Hey, Uncle Jesse, still. Oh, still. Um, you know, people, <laughs> the saying, people be trying to act like Friends wasn't lit. Like, Friends was funny out. Like Never, was- never watched it. And you want to know why? Because it's a stolen concept. Friends is the exact same show as, as Living Single. Single. And, and Living Single what? never got its flowers the way that Friends did. And I will never forgive none of them characters for it. Well, you know me. I don't like when white people know black stuff. So I'm glad that no black, no white people know what Living Single is. Because actually, I don't even want to be friends with white people that know what Living Single is. Because <laughs> you're too black for me. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want white black friends. I love Friends just as much as I love Living Single. We talked about Living Single in the last episode. I got all the VHSs, and me and my mom got DVD compilations of the best highlights of Friends. Like, Friends <laughs> is my show. Like, Phoebe Smelly Cat was a hit single. If she, put, if she puts Smelly Cat on iTunes today, I'm, my 99 cent is going to Phoebe. <laughs> smelly, smelly Cat, Smelly Cat. cat. I only what know about that because this girl in high school told you? me. Everything. Uh-uh. A hit single. So, I can't relate. Hashtag can't relate. I wasn't a big fan of it because I knew the backstory. When it come on, I try to like see if it's nothing else on and I like let it play in the background of whatever I'm doing. But I don't really be watching it. My mom stands for friends. But my mom likes shows like that. She also liked Roseanne. Oh, Roseanne was everything. You know I love impoverished white people. So <laughs> and Stephanie don't watch nothing unless it got people in pain. <laughs> She just, she got, it's got to be something wrong with you in order for her to watch the show. I love human resilience. So that's really what it boils down to. But since you brought up Roseanne, Roseanne is getting a reboot. And I'm excited to see. I wasn't allowed to watch Roseanne when I was young because my mom thought it was too grown, even though I was watching like Howard Stern and stuff. Think about looking up to like Carmen Electra at like seven. But everything was more grown back then though. Like we weren't as tamed with what because like i was talking about this the other day on instagram undressed on mtv oh that show was a lot for uh, the young people show but i used to watch it it definitely was a lot did. for the young it people. was a basically soft core porn it definitely was I and like it. 
And it was like gay porn as well. Into it. Which people saying there was no representation. That was like five like gay TV. Oh, um, you know that I like gay fiction because boys... I don't like gay reality. So <laughs> I really get into Go anything that's fiction. scripted and gay. Where's Noah's Ark, Patrick Ian Park? I need it back. <laughs> Noah's Ark was the greatest show of all time. Of all time. Uh, wow. And I used to be scared to watch it. But Why? then when I started watching it, I was like, oh, I would never watch anything else. Oh, see? A show, Iconic. a movie, a franchise. Oh, that movie was so good. Let's stop. But yeah, so with, with Roseanne, I'm excited to see how they tackle um, Roseanne and her family as Trump supporters because wow. those are the type of people who voted him into into, um, office. into office. And look at what you're dealing with now. And what's so crazy, I was thinking about this the other day and I saw somebody else say it on Twitter. I was like, okay, maybe I'm not crazy. I can step out and walk in my personal truth. <laughs> and I noticed that Trump supporters, as people, as like human beings, are so nice. <laughs> so weird. I'm like, you voted for the most evil person, but like, y'all be holding doors. Y'all be calling me ma'am. Y'all be like, you know, being courteous, being nice, asking people how they day is. A Hillary supporter would not even spit on me if I was on fire. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. It's like, how are y'all so evil from a political perspective, but so nice on a one-on-one human perspective? I just don't understand. That is very strange. I haven't noticed it because I don't talk to people about political stuff, so I don't actually know who supported Trump or whatever. I mean, if they're white, it's a big chance that Oh, for sure. Like my entire office. But I also just noticed that manners are very different between black people and white people in general because white people never hold the door for me. I could be in the parking deck going to the door and I see somebody behind me and I will hold the door for them and like be a little bit later just so that they could come through. A white person walking in front of me, they will close the door, like let it close. They know I'm coming behind them. They will let that shit close and then they will run up the steps Mm -hmm. so I can't see them when I get through Mm -hmm. the door. They do not be nice. Well, I should preface it by saying that rural, blue-collar Trump supporters are very nice. Okay. Because, uh, but liberals, Democrats are mean and have no manners, have no self-respect, have no self-awareness. You're going off. They just, they're not human beings. And which is crazy because they're in the party that's supposed to be for the people, but they don't know how to talk to nobody. Like, I was in a bodega the other day, and this girl just acted so weird. I know she was a Hillary supporter. She probably has, like, a Black Lives Matter button on, like, on her jacket. Like, she was one of those kind of white girls, and I just was looking at her like, it's not that that they're necessarily rude, that they literally just don't know how to interact with human beings that are not white. It's so weird. But Paula Dean and all of them will sit right on here on this show and have uh-huh. a... She be frying us chicken. She gonna make us plates. She gonna do our dishes. She gonna make us a, a to-go. And mama's a racist. Down. <laughs> but we gonna sit up here have a good time. We gonna talk about Jesus and have such a great time and that enjoy very each strange. other. That is very strange. It's like a really weird. good observation. It's so weird. I think that... I mean, because like... The most liberal people do be having the most shit to say and start the most controversy and be getting on my damn nerves. Lena Dunham and Uh, Rose McGowan. uh, And, like, they just, they all be, like you saying, those more liberal, I don't know what the left and right sides mean. Like, this, somebody was trying to explain it to me, but I just, it's too much. It'd be too many words. Like, it's a lot going on. Y'all always making shit up. I miss when everything was normal and we didn't have to say all of this different shit to say regular shit. Like, the left ring and the far right and the 
over there. It's too much. But those people, yeah, you're right. They're absolutely insane and they be mean as fuck. And they think everything is about them. Like, what are you talking about, actually? And they be thinking they woke and be like, we should center black voices. Like, you don't even know no black people. Shut up. (laughs) You literally don't know no black people. Like, shut the fuck up. How you gonna center a voice? You don't even know nobody in a voice. To what center. voice to center? <laughs> right? Like you never even seen a black person before. That's what it's giving. All of y'all people who be like, I wanna move to Brooklyn, I wanna live in Williamsburg. Everybody in Williamsburg voted for fucking Trump. Oh. Did. It was like a, a stat that came out. 70% of the people in the Williamsburg neighborhood Ooh. voted for Trump. But y'all think it's so cute to live there. Y'all wanna be hipsters. Bye. Meanwhile. Right. Hmm. Signing your own death certificate. I really only am like, we don't got to get super duper political, but when I vote, because I can vote. (laughs) When I vote, I only vote for whoever is least likely to reinstate slavery. That's really all that I care about. Well, that's what I was trying to explain to one of my homegirls, one of my white homegirls, is that like, black people don't be crushed about politics the way liberal white people are. Because we've been through slavery. So like, Trump becoming president didn't mean nothing to me because we don't my really great, 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 great was in slavery. So as long as I'm not in slavery, I don't care who the president. Yeah. Like, it don't, because there's nothing they can do that's to me that's worse than slavery. There's nothing they can do to me that's worse than civil rights. And also, too, like, black people don't really be, like, hard, hard body feeling the effects of things that happen in government because black people, we have our own ecosystem. And right. so, like, even if, like, redlining happened and, and like, white people, I, I love my little allies that get upset about redlining, but, like, Black people aren't mad about being forced to live together. We're mm. actually okay with that. So, <laughs> so like, <laughs> That's not an issue. So, like, redlining is whack because it lowers the property value of our homes. But at the same time, we like, well, do we, we like wa- having black neighbors? We're like, well, do we want exactly? Do we want to not have black neighbors? And do we want to actually pay a, a lot of money for our taxes? No. So go no and force us into bedside. <laughs> Don't let us live nowhere else. We could be up under each other yeah. having block parties, having a good time. And our taxes is two dollars a year. So, so it's like the things that like white allies think that we're mad about, we don't care. And it's like, yes, everybody should care about politics. Go out and vote. I do agree with all of that, but at the same time, do it to make sure that we don't be slaves again. Like, I don't think that because otherwise, President Bush or President Trump is any different. Way. Like, I was they just not. equally as nervous about life being black in America under any Republican president. Like, it's and not, it's not all y'all do is war. And it's not Republicans because more black people was going to jail behind drugs under Bill the Clinton. Clinton. And HBCUs was damn near from the close behind Obama not caring about HBCUs and being very blatant about not caring about HBCUs. Yeah. So. It really doesn't Politics mean in general is very messy. Us. It's very messy. It is. So I don't really trust, like, I don't fully trust any of them. No, like, that's I why love black Obama people take care of each other. Yeah, I love Obama as a face, but I don't really, I don't know. I don't want to be super duper problematic. I voted for him because I knew he wasn't going to make my mom be in shackles. <laughs> like, literally. That's, that's the main, and this, I don't even care if that's ignorant to anybody. I literally vote with the mindset of, and that was the first person that I could vote for being my age. I was like, oh, he black, he not gonna put me in slavery. You're dumb. 
I, I mean, to be fair, I'm also dumb because I know I don't. Rem- I never remember what city I'm registered to vote in, and I just don't be in the right city. <laughs> I do really like that I have friends I, that are super duper into politics because they can like teach me stuff, and I can talk about it to them, and I have like a little bit of an outlet because it is very important. But at the same time, I don't be knowing what some of the words mean. Oh, I mean, I'm not into politics. I just, and that's why a lot of times I just mind my business and just do what I've seen black people do my whole life is take matters into our own hands for our own community. Fair. So, um, which you have to do because right. gentrification is an issue and it's going to always be an issue. But at the same time, I'm not mad that there's a Trader Joe's in Southeast. So it's weird because like, I don't want them to be kicking my people out of the neighborhood. But at the same time, Trader Joe's is my main grocery store. So now I just want up the street from my fucking house. I'm not upset about that. Even though well, I know that they only put that there for white people. We getting real political, but it's fine. Cause it's our show. Right, we supposed but to talk about music? the thing is, I think the other thing when we had this conversation about gentrification is that Again, white liberals don't understand. It's not about cost. Broke black people that live in the projects will find money to do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. So, so I hate when they be like, well, we need more restaurants that that, that are, are respectfully priced. It don't matter because hood black people be up in, and be in expensive restaurants if they want to. Yeah. The thing, the fact that it matter is you don't want to come into a place and not feel welcome. And white businesses don't make you feel welcome. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, black people, we love Trader Joe's. You know why? Because it's cheap, cheap. And it's so cheap and it's quality stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, it is like, the issue isn't, oh, Trader Joe's coming into my community and now I spent all this money. It's not about that. The issue is Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's is coming into my community, which means that instantly I'm about to be put out. There has to be a way that Trader Sorry, y'all. I'm about to, I'm drinking this water like a damn <laughs> dog. Um, the thing is, it's like, why can't we have a Trader Joe's and it not affect us being able to stay in our community? Mm-hmm. And that's just what the issue boils down to. But liberals are having a conversation of, well, it's going to be expensive. We put a whole food tier. And blah, blah, blah. Every hood joint on Instagram is um, meal prepping and working out. <laughs> the hood loves health. And the hood is out here working out. Like, that is a whole genre on Instagram. And it's nothing but hood joints and bundles. It's not. <laughs> they be the ones with the flat tummy tees. They exactly. go to work out. They got training. Like the, the social media era has definitely made people look at themselves differently. Yes. People be working out. Right. That's not an issue. Black so, people but, not lazy and fat. Like it's not a thing. And they make it as if like black people don't care about health. Like West Indians been, been juicing vegetables and all that carrying on for hundreds of years and been having juice spots in Bed-Stuy, in uh-huh. Crown Heights, in Flatbush. For decades. Right. So it's not that black people aren't health conscious, black people aren't whatever. That's just what y'all's think it is. Y'all's being the whites. Um, <laughs> I just hate when people be like, oh, you moved back home to D.C. It's so different now, right? And I just be like, yeah, but I'm not mad at the things that have changed. As long as my mom still got her house, my grandmother still got her house, and they not putting my people out for real, I like what's being changed. And the parts of the neighborhoods that were really, really bad that have become good, that's not a bad thing. Like, that's actually good. U Street, where everybody party at, that shit, when I was in middle school and high school, was a drug corridor. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nothing but people shooting up at crackheads in the alleys. Like, it was real bad and now that's where we go do hookah every thursday through mm-hmm. saturday like that's where you go to turn up it's a whole different place i like that but i think you don't like everything because you i'm i'm sure like when i went to go visit my little cousin she go to howard and then my other little cousin live around the corner and she stay and it's like fancy new condos they got off of georgia avenue and she live in that condo and was just like it's just weird 
that like this is Georgia Avenue now that it's giving white people yes, in that that is very strange. So so things like that it's just like and then they act like you not supposed to be there and it's like Howard been here a smack two hundred years. No, for real. Like this is ours. So you know there are it, it, it's it's. It's things that you like, but the things that we like always are going to come to... I don't know how we got on this topic. We're supposed to be talking about 90s reboots. We're talking about Roseanne. (laughs) Oh, Trump. Okay, that makes sense. But um, it's like the things that we do like come at a price. And that's the part that sucks. Like, why can't we just like things in... I just want to like stuff in peace. I just want to like stuff in peace. I don't like that much stuff. So let me like what I like in peace. Let me like the two little things that we like in peace. Right. Just circling on... You know, I'm, not like, I'm really good at like swapping back you to the original are, conversation. actually. Keep me together. I like Martin. I like watching Martin in peace. Don't give me no reboot of Martin. Martin is the greatest show on TV. Let me love my show in peace. Let me have fond memories in peace. And do not bring that show back. Tommy is dead. So if it's no it's not Tommy Strong, it's not going to be the same. I don't know what, what Gina and Martin are going through. I don't think but, that they're at Oz no more. Well, they're probably not at Oz. And I mean, I feel like they should have buried the hatchet a long time ago. In peace. In peace. And, you know, I wouldn't mind like a little like a little round table with the cast. Yeah. But I don't want to see no reboot. Like if, it ha- if it's a situation where the Martin reboot is anything like she's got to have it on Netflix. Uh, and y'all love Martin Lawrence is going to have to fight me. So I don't think that we live in the type of realm today where a show like Martin would even be able to survive. Martin was a male chauvinist. People don't mm. like it was funny as fuck back then. To us. To ha- us. Hashtag to us. Hashtag to us. But at the same time there were a lot of people who were really upset about Martin. Like my grandmother did not like that show. She was like it's too much for you to be watching. It's but a she, lot of cussing. But that's why she didn't like because it, it was cussing. People wouldn't let Martin live now because Martin be saying that Pam hair is nappy. <laughs> so it's different. Like They well, would have to turn Pam into Indy Ari and I don't want that. I like no. the fact that Pam, Pamela James, that's her name? Yep. Pamela fucking James had the best 90s weave of all time. Did. I love Buckshot BDB. That was my best girl. Dress. And also funny as fuck. Tashina Arnold needs it's, flowers. Yes. She's funny. And she's a physical comedian. Too. Yes. So funny. That episode where she like played herself and she was her cousin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or when she was fighting that puppy. Oh, my God. That ain't no damn puppy. <laughs> Martin is the funniest show on TV today. And it came out in 1994. We don't need a reboot. I'm still watching the old episodes to fall asleep every night. Shanae is, is around the way filet. The jokes never stop being funny. It's like you really still be laughing. Like shit. It's super funny. The only thing that I have an issue with about Martin is Martin was from Landover, Maryland, and they made his show be based in Detroit. That was so random to me. But other than that, because I think it would have been funny to see like a little PG County joint going off like that. Like they when they don't have TV shows about PG nothing. But is but is Martin? Well, I don't know much about PG County. Me neither. The only thing I know about PG County is licensed girls he went to college with. Shit. I don't even know like the pretty girl county. I don't even know the the archetype of a man that's from PG County because all you hear about is licensed girls with rich parents from PG. But I'm done with this Martin is so bangy tangy. I feel like he had to be somewhere like Detroit because the murder our, mitten. Because right, because our people, our men in from PG County, that ghetto. Yes, the um, fuck. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Martin is a regular ass nigga from Maryland to me. Like, that's how they used to act back then. Oh, that's what I'm saying. But I don't know because my my concept of what being from PG means is like upstanding. Yeah, it's black. like your parents. Like, you were, like, 10th generation, Howard, family. No, that do make sense. I think that PG County has probably, like, got a skewed view 
And honestly, I didn't even have no friends that was from PG County until I was in high school. Like, I lived in a Southeast bubble my entire upbringing. So, I didn't even know how to get to Bowie until I was an adult. <laughs> no, dead ass serious. Like, Go off, Bowie. We love HBCUs at the cast. <laughs> I literally didn't even know that side of 50. Like, I didn't know how to get there until very recently, actually. But that's how they act. PG County is ghetto as fuck to me. I didn't know. Like, Whitney, I didn't PG, know. PG County know. is more ghetto than DC. Know. Okay, you're actually going off. No, remember when Whitney was singing that? When she said, I ain't know my own strength. Oh, Oprah. yeah. Mama I didn't off. know. I didn't know. Sorry, my voice is messed up because we've been doing a lot the last two days. Yeah, we have. I need to go to bed. Tired out. Oh my god. <laughs> like I really be running myself ragged and then you be mad when I don't have plans. I don't want to plan stuff. I just want to lay down. Uh, yeah. I, the fact we even sitting up recording this is, is at odds with me. At odds it's with at me. It's at odds with my spine. Because like, mama wants to be vertical. Why am I in New York again? Or I honestly, mean horizontal. Vertical. <laughs> I want to be horizontal. Smack on my back. But anyway. Um, but while we're talking about Martin and the things that black people like. I just really want to also pay homage to the Chitlin Circuit. And I really want, this is a light up for, for Black Twitter yet again, because y'all be at odds with me and Muses. Me, Muse, and Black people at large at all times. <laughs> the Chitlin Circuit is not a downgrade for nobody. The Chitlin Circuit is not beneath nobody if you Black. The Chitlin Circuit is good, consistent money. And let me tell you something. Everybody making jokes about set it off. I'm going to see it. Or everybody's making jokes about, like, you know, them little, like, you know, them little, them little R&B tours that would be, like, 50 R&B 50 eggs niggas. at one time. But let me say something. First of all, them shows be $125 a pop. Do. And, and they sell out. Hello. They sold out the Barclays. And it was Faith, Carl Thomas. I don't know who y'all call One Hit Wonders. And they, they actually got music. They be selling out all the time. Those, the the set it off plays and all them kind of Jacarius Johnson and 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 Tyler Perry all them plays all sell out and I feel like they're erasing. We're not we're not taking into account that there are millions of different types of Black people and that kind of content feeds majority of the Black race. You want to know how many people I know that live for the haves and the have nots? Oh, Jackie will not answer the phone if I call her when have and have nots is on. And my mom got a whole masters and <laughs> make bread. <laughs> Hashtag can't relate. Like I never seen an episode, but Me people either, love but that show. Play. Like and it's good. And also, what I'm soap hearing, opera. Um, soap opera actors are the most. They're the highest paid pay. actors in the industry because it's a consistent salary check. Mm -hmm. They don't have to bank on a, a million dollar fee or whatever for mm -hmm. like one movie and then. They never do nothing else. They literally get paid as if they got a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. Then people be rich. Do from what I've heard, because again, I'm I'm not a, a watcher of the show. That show is good. From everybody that watched it, tell me that Heaven Have Nots is bomb. People be going off on Tyler Perry, but y'all act like it's not talent booming out of those plays. Right. When he was known as a stage play producer and like when he first got popping, it wasn't nobody that couldn't sing on that cast list. Say Them it. people be singing like shit. Like they all deserve contracts. It wouldn't be a gospel artist named Tamela Man if it wasn't for a producer named Tyler Perry. And I know all y'all church joints love the man. Well, to be fair, Taylor Man got popping off of Kirk Franklin and the family, but... Fair, but, but she got but famous Tyler from Perry, Tyler Perry. Yeah, Tyler Perry was a launching pad for... And Tyler Perry's a launching pad for a lot of people. And this is how I know that everybody on the internet is kind of fake for real, because everybody was talking about black excellence and black people doing their own thing and black people having their own business and black people make opportunities for other people. But Nobody has made more opportunities for black 
for black creative people. Nobody has um, have been able to pull them own self up by the bootstraps without the white man's help more than Tyler D. Perry. Right. And Tyler Perry was able to do it with the support of black people. So Tyler Perry did all them little stage plays. That was good, by the way. All them stage plays was good. We used to watch them on DVD in college. Did. Um, and they got so good and so popular that he was able to make enough money to open up his own studio to now do his own films. And he, and, was, and he was employing nothing but black people in his studio. And... All of the movies that be coming out of Atlanta, whether he got his name attached to it or not, be at his studio. Hello. Like, they filmed, this might be a rumor, but I think that they filmed part of Black Panther at Tyler Perry Studios. Maybe. Because there was a lot of it that was done in Atlanta. Yep. Like, his production team worked on that movie, and it's not a Tyler Perry production. Y'all be going off about the wrong stuff, and swear y'all so woke. But it's just like... So it, woke that you still wiping just, the sleep out your eyes. Ooh, bitch, it's about being like, it's just classes, and I don't like the, cla- the class... Ism? The classism that is around these kind of conversations. Oh, yeah, I just Googled Boom. it. Black Panther was partially shot at Tyler Perry Studios. And that's so, on y'all favorite website, The Grio. Hmm. Look, who did the production? Hmm. Tyler. Hmm. So The creator. Ah! <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> the original Tyler the <laughs> You know what? This is how I know editors are trash. Ain't nobody put Tyler Perry and Tyler created in, in conversation and recorded yet. I Why? Mean, like, that don't even make no because sense. Because people look down on Tyler Perry, and that's just so annoying. Like, black people, we got to stop looking down on other people because the thing is, y'all all got hood cousins. Y'all all got, like, southern grandmoms, and that is your family that likes that stuff, and your family is not beneath you. Your family is not, right. your family is not like, you know, some slum on the street. Like, like you don't like your grandmother? Exactly. I love exactly. My I do too. I mean, my grandma bougie and don't like that kind of stuff. She do like Steve Harvey though. But my Steve gr- Harvey is ignorant. She just like But black people love him. Yeah, but I'm just saying like my grandma is real bougie. Like my grandma came in fried chicken good. So <laughs> Oh yeah, you told me you didn't come from like a cooking family. I don't. My family cooks. My, I don't come from I don't come from a a, a family of black Black, cuisine. Yeah, black cuisine. <laughs> like we we went to like French restaurants and stuff for Thanksgiving because my family could not be bothered. I mean, classy, cultured. But at the end of the day, me and my mom was still going to all them little stage places. Let me tell you, there was one that was about Phyllis Hyman starring The Whispers. Ooh. And um, it was about, because, you know, the, the day she died, she had a show. She was supposed to be and have a concert with The Whispers. Mm-hmm. And they went to her room and mama was dead. Out. So it was called And the Beat Goes On. And it was about... Um, it was about uh, uh, um, Phyllis Hyman and her life and her suicide and her relationship and friendship with the Whispers. Um, there was one with uh, First of all, Teddy Pendergrass. <sighs> Hello, there was one with Teddy Pendergrass called "Your Hands Too Short to Box with Guys." And you know, Jackie is um, founder and co-chair of the Teddy Pendergrass stand. Is my, my mom went to his funeral, y'all? She wasn't invited. She just we, showed up. Um, she not lying either. We went crate digging <laughs> at Stephanie House to get like records because I'm into vinyl now, and her mom was giving me all these records, but. Mama had a smooth box full of just Teddy <laughs> Pendergrass. She was not playing. She liked Teddy Pendergrass and um, Jeffrey Osborne, yep. LTD. My mom said he looked asleep in the casket, too. <laughs> Who did the body? Why did she go to that funeral? Because <laughs> it was at her church, and she felt that just because it was at her church, she could just walk up in there and be touching on his face. And black stuff. people so entitled. Are. And you know, old black people love funerals. So black they- people love funerals. <laughs> I mean, but after you get to a certain age, you, you go to more funerals than you go to birthday parties. <laughs> My mom and her friends all weekend was talking about somebody's funeral and they friend named Pi. I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time we was at swabbing it right on back to the original conversation. We was at Miami Jazz in the Gardens, which Classy. is 
a, like a smaller version of what I could say like an Essence Festival or something like that. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, them tickets was one, is it like 200 to like $90? Sold out. And packed out, packed. It wasn't no, like, it wasn't no room in that, in that, in the end. But black people love a big ticket festival like that. Like I remember a couple years ago, I went to Funk Fest in Atlanta mm-hmm. and they had it at that big like mausoleum where you could have space for everybody to perform and do whatever they want. And it was like flow a tree, um, randomly Keith Sweat, Look, Erica Badu. Ain't, ain't, ain't randomly Keith Sweat. We love the Keith. I'll do. Big. But... Mm. Everybody was there. It was packed out. Like people really be going to. I go to all of them. Like I love it. I love a little big ticket show. No, my Give me mom. Everybody at once. No, my mom definitely. She was like, well, she's like, let's look at other cities that have stuff like a funk fest or a one music fest or Miami Jazz in the Gardens or the Maryland. What's that jazz fest they have in Maryland? Wolf Trap. No. Oh, the festival. I don't know. And Erica Badu is headlines every year. Erica Badu come to Maryland all the time. Yeah, but it's one that she do in the summertime. But my mom was talking about going to them because them shows are so good and they be packed out. Like when I went to go see Monica Music and Lettucey, that was at like a ten thousand person stadium. They be and packed. It was, and people came from also, other Monica's cities. A singer. It, wow. And people came from others. They had bus trips for this. So I think that we need to stop discrediting the Chitlin Circuit because it's keeping so many people paid. It's keeping black people employed. And a lot of these things are black only situations. It's black promoters. You know what I'm saying? It's black uh directors, it's black cast and crew, it's black folk in the seats. This goes back to the <laughs> in the seats. <laughs> That's a hashtag. It's a straight. So when we talk about people are so excited about Black Panther, but people don't be having that same energy when it comes to something like Miami Jazz in the Gardens, which is held in Miami Gardens, which is has a black mayor. All they council people is black. It's a black, black community black, black, in black, Miami. Black. It's um the cast and crew. I mean the crew is black. Like the the host of the show is black. All the performers are black. But we don't pay homage to that. We look at that stuff as ghetto or that. it's weird. And people pick and choose what they want to put their support behind and it don't make no sense because just like all of this black everything that's how um, Greenleaf and that's how what's the other show that we love Queen Sugar like that's how those shows are based it's an all black cast and crew and for Queen Sugar it's all women and like that's a big thing but they like that they like that show because it's like classy it is classy black people it is classy but But it's on the same channel as the have and have not and meet the browns and all the rest they all the same all of them shows be funny do I'm not a big fan of Meet the Browns, but, like, I did see the movie. Like, I wasn't opposed to a Tyler Perry production. I do understand what people gripes are about stuff like that, but I do like the fact that he was allowed to give us original content. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what the 90s reboot conversation even draws back to. We don't need to rehash and reload and remix and Mm -hmm. re-all of whatever Pink Friday came out with. Like, all of those re's, we don't need to do that for every single show that we used to love. We Mm -hmm. still love those shows. Mm -hmm. It's not taking nothing away from them. But just because y'all want to find the same type of money and success that y'all have, I'm running out of breath going off. You so sound like Kaya when she be running, running out, out of breath. breath. I love when she does that, though. <laughs> I hope someone loves when I do that because I love when she does that. But no, I think that I get it from a mon- monetary perspective. Y'all want coin. It's giving money, money, money. Okay, whatever. But at the same time, it's black creatives out right now that are not being able to put forth their content because y'all want to do old shit. Mm-hmm. It's such a fetish- fetishizing or fetishization, 
Y'all love the 90s. I get it. It was cute. We love the 80s. It was cute. But at the same time, we don't have to do all of that stuff all over again right. just to have good stuff out. You could right. People love She's Gotta Have It, but it actually didn't make sense in today's climate to at me. All. Like, I like the show. I watched it. I will support anything that Spike Lee throw in my face. But people don't realize that when he do stuff that's very different for him, it don't get the same shine as the stuff that's old. And that's not okay. Spike Lee did Inside Man with Denzel Washington. People don't even know that. But y'all love that he got... It was a rumor. Like, I don't really know if this is fact or not, but he got contracted to do a bunch of his old movies as shows for Netflix. That's not what we want, Spike. Give us a new show, nigga. The fuck? <laughs> like, I don't need she's got... I don't That's need, a t-shirt. I'm making them. I don't need another... <laughs> I don't need season two if she's got to have it. I already have Insecure and it's new and it's fresh and it's relatable and it makes sense. And I watch it and I vibe with all of the characters. They give me something that I have never seen before on TV as far as relatability is concerned to me and my time frame and what all of us as people, black niggas, go through with dating and relationships and fuck boys and fuck girls and all of that shit. I ain't need that from she's got to have it because when I go to the bar and I watch courtship happen and niggas be trying to holler at females, they don't be like, hey, what's up, my sister? my beautiful queen we don't talk like that niggas just started calling each other king again and i do like that but we were not talking like they were talking and it's still it's still like them saying it ironically yeah you know what i'm saying or or like yeah like everything was so dated and she's gotta have it like um and she wasn't that girl like i didn't believe her as nola like she didn't well first of all first order of business is in the 80s it was radical to see a woman dating, sleep, not dating, sleeping with three people at one time. And today it's not because that's, everybody's a hoe. That's called New York on a Tuesday. Right. Like being a hoe is subjective and I'm not being like hoe shaming or thought shaming or I went to the slut walk. Like I'm going to do all of that stuff. I love Amber Rose. But <laughs> at the same time, that's this, not. This is a, a Amber Rose stand house. Oh, I'm life. obsessed with Amber D. Rose. She got the best fake body on earth. Who did the she actually needs to list off her surgeons <laughs> so that people know how to get it done right because Amber Rose looks like she got pregnant, had a baby, and had a bomb body afterwards. Yep. It don't look like she was under nobody knife don't. at all. But that butt is brand new. <laughs> it's brand new. Got a new hairdo. Like, it's not real. Brand new. Shout but, out to Justin Timberlake and Pharrell. I love that song. Ooh, a song. We stay shouting out stuff in the middle of us going off about other stuff. But, like, I say all of that to say... I think that it would have been more important for the culture because y'all love the culture. It would have been cuter for us to have Spike Lee commissioned to do brand new material for Netflix. And to uplift millennial voices. Like, yes. You, I don't understand why. Like, I mean, maybe this might have happened. Maybe not. But, like, you know, Black and Sexy TV ooh, or... Ooh, ooh. East First of-, of all, all of them shows need Emmys. Like... Ooh. Roomy Lover Friend? Homie Iconic. Lover Friend. Roomy Lover Friend is still the one. I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but it was like BET for a minute was playing all of those they shows. They were. They were supposed they to be were. like putting those in the running for new shows on BET. Cause they y'all, were. And there's another thing about Chillin' Circuit. Y'all hate BET. BET Awards for the past six years have been better than MTV Awards. Have. Hands down. Have. Like it's no Sade. Like that show be good and y'all always got something to say about it. I don't really understand. Like everybody think that they so fucking woke. Like I said, y'all so fucking woke. Y'all so fucking, <laughs> fucking walk. It's not even cute. Like, y'all still wiping sleep out your eyes. Y'all don't really like black, black stuff. Y'all just like bougie black stuff. Right. Brunch is cute for y'all, but Tyler Perry plays not. I don't get it because I'm those sorry, are people I'm sorry, I'm going to eat fish dinner until I die. I'm never going to be too good for a fish plate with some white bread up under it. And that's another thing. All y'all fucking eat like shit. They be having food and all of this shit. It be food. My, we was talking about grandma. Oh, you talking about at the At, at the, the chilling circus yeah, stuff. It be do. food. They be cooking like shit. 
shit at that stuff. And then mamas be in there slaving over the stove. Let me tell you, it's me, always food. Me and my mom had got the best bread pudding we ever had in our life in the middle of the intermission between Frankie, uh, Smokey Robinson, and Fantasia. Look, singers. Best bread pudding I've ever had in my life. That food be so good at Chitlin Circuit Functions. It's just sad, like, the way that today is. That's why I always say I hate today, because all of the people that we be talking about who got good music that's out right now, and we don't see the listenership growing in their pockets, mm-hmm. they be in these stage plays. They yep. get commissioned to play these characters because everybody knows that they have the voices that can carry. Mm-hmm. It's basically like Black Broadway. Like yep. those plays are not getting championed on the, like on a grand scale, but they have the talent that we yep. love and miss. Y'all so obsessed with the 90s. This is where they performing at. Yep. Sure they they making music and it's out right now, but because people are not buying it and putting the money in their pockets like they did in the time of their primes, even though the music quality has not changed mm-hmm. because again, Escape EP is bomb as shit. Is. And they haven't been a group since what? Like, Candy is more famous for Real Housewives of Atlanta as mm-hmm. far as youth is concerned. We were talking about the age out conversation. I think somebody brought up how Beyonce is today's Michael Jackson. But in a little while, Michael Jackson is not going to be a name that young people have heard. And as crazy as they, that is they, to say... They, they might heard his name, but they're not going to understand the magnitude of... Michael Jackson and what Michael Jackson meant. Fall into how I just segue to the next segment about legendariness. Yes, because that, that. that's what we're sifting today, y'all. Yeah. We've been going <laughs> off this episode, Have. but we're sifting today um, legends and like what makes a legend and how does somebody become a legend. This conversation kind of came up because. Um, the last few weeks on Twitter, people have been debating whether or not Chris Brown is a legend. And like 98% of the timeline is saying that Chris Brown is not a legend. And we here at the site, we, we're calling we're calling false. Yeah, that. that's bullshit. I don't understand how you could say that. So the conversation needs to end and begin here. We as a people at large, listeners, viewers, contestants, all of the above, (laughs) we don't know how to separate the art from the artistry. And I don't think that today that's fair to the people that we are judging or purchasing their music or whatever because we didn't do that back in the day. Nobody ever going to say that Whitney Houston is not the greatest voice of all time. But Whitney Houston had a coke addiction from the beginning of her career until the end. She was always a quote unquote crackhead Mm -hmm. if you want to be problematic about the situation. And that did not ever take away from her output as a musician. She was still a pop star. Like, Mm -hmm. that doesn't change anything. So, yeah, Chris Brown in the past has been a woman beater. Chris Brown is ignorant as fuck. Chris Brown got anger issues. Chris Brown needs a dedicated aid. Yes, (laughs) I agree with all of those things. And a praying grandmother. Look, a praying grandmother, he need a a hug and a handhold. But what's not legendary about him? Chris Brown actually pioneered fuckboy R&B. There wouldn't be any new male artist today if it wasn't for Chris Brown. Also... People, there hasn't been an artist since, there hasn't been an artist since Chris Brown that has uh, performed at that level. Nope. That has been able to. um, Everybody wants to be Chris Brown. Yeah, like Chris Brown's performance quality is just unmatched. Like there's no, there's no, like, there's no topping Chris Brown when it comes to performance. No. In this day. In this day. And that's fine. Like, it's okay. Why are y'all scared to say that? Like, I don't understand 
why people I stay saying that I don't understand because I be so confused about today. Mm-hmm. I don't really get. I can, I'm grappling with the idea that Chris Brown is not a legend because I really think that people are only basing it off of the fact that he's gotten issues or he's been in trouble in the past. Right. It has nothing to do with the fact that literally every young boy that comes out now wants to be Chris Brown. Like, outside of the people who have really paved their own way, like the Miguel's and the Roe James's and, like, the, the talent. Wow. I'm obsessed with Roe James. We listen to this new EP that just came out. Yes, we need to. Everybody needs to. I'm sure that it's It good. just came out on um, this the, weekend, the 22nd, Okay, whatever date this is. Next up on the site, look, because <laughs> I'm definitely going to have some shit to say about it. I know I am. But I just, I think that, so like, okay, Beyonce is today's Michael Jackson. That's a fact to me. No, 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 that is a fact. Okay, cool. I don't, I don't think anybody can, can disagree with that. Beyonce is today's Michael Jackson. But why are we not giving Chris Brown the same, not the same type of flowers because Beyonce is way more legendary than Chris Brown to me. But I don't think that he's far off. Like, what other guy sings and dances at that level at the same time? Because Nobody. that's what that's literally what made Michael Jackson a legend. Exactly. His performance. Exactly. His, the fact that he can and that's sing why, and dance. And that's why Beyonce is a legend, for her performance. Yes, like, the fact that you can sing and dance at that high intensity and last three hours long for right. a concert like and, you and are a brown legend leaves it all on the table he chris don't do brown nothing don't perform. perform i've never seen chris brown do nothing half ass from a dance perspective ever he dances them little feet off i just i want to know where 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 are we categorizing him if like what does it take to be a legend what does it take to be quote-unquote legendary if Y'all not letting Chris Brown have it. And also, y'all not letting Aaliyah have it. Like, it's very strange. People love to say if Aaliyah didn't die, she wouldn't be as famous as she is. Mm -hmm. Aaliyah's death made her an immortal princess in the industry. But she was already... She was already... At GOAT level. Already at GOAT level. Aaliyah was blueprinting what it takes to be a female star today. She was about to venture off into movies. She was having contracts signed. Like, she was doing all of the things that you're supposed to do now. She kind of highlighted what it means to be a mogul. Like, the girls of that time, people don't give J-Lo her credit either. J-Lo defined what it means to be a mogul. J-Lo had perfume. J-Lo was a fly girl. J-Lo was in movies. J-Lo played Selena. J-Lo was making the brand mogul for the girls. If it wasn't for the things that J-Lo did and the doors that she opened from a female perspective mm-hmm. Beyonce wouldn't have been able to come out with perfumes and all of that stuff yeah. that's not something that artists were doing back in the day they were performers and that was literally it, it they were yeah. writers and that was literally it we knew them for their talent we didn't know them as brands we mm-hmm. didn't know them as businesses and now because of the contributions to the industry like Aaliyah girls have to be in film in order to be looked at as a famous like as a celebrity like it, mm-hmm. it, it socializes the concept of being a singer you no longer are just putting out r&b bops you are also the brand ambassador for l'oreal you also have a cover girl campaign like you you, these are things that were not being done before girls like Aaliyah and that time Mm -hmm. brandy had a barbie doll like those are things that were not Whitney houston didn't have a barbie doll like those weren't things that were happening back then so since people found more ways to monetize the industry which is Growth. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. Like, you don't want to be stagnant and just like, oh, I'm going to sing and I'm going to sing until I die and that's it. No, girl, because people might not like your next album. Mm -hmm. You got to have other streams of income. So, with that being said, is J-Lo not a legend? 
Like J Lo is definitely a legend. Okay, cool. I'm good with that because my girl's but a legend. So, but, but the thing is, people like the, why y'all don't want to give her? It's that? the thing is, people be giving silly reasons to invalidate why somebody's not a legend. Yeah, like people don't like Chris Brown because of his baby, or people say Chris Brown's not a legend because of his bad behavior. People say J Lo's not a legend because she can't sing that well. You know, like people find reasons. But who performed better than her? Hello. Like and to be fair, Madonna's. A quote unquote icon, I sing better than Madonna. I'm not a singer. Isabel, my cat, sing better than Madonna. Like, and I love and her, Madonna's music. And like, her face look better. Too. I got all the albums, but I'm saying, like, you don't have to be able to sing to be a singer. Right. So shut up. JLo's not a legend because it, she can't sing. So. And I think that also, too, like, there was an Beyonce argument. couldn't dance until the second album. You don't think so? Beyonce learned. Beyonce. Okay, I'm, I'm about to be problematic. I love Beyonce with all my heart and soul. She no, can y'all, do no wrong. he stands. Like Beyonce. I really do like Beyonce a lot, but Beyonce was not the type of dancer that she is now when she first came out. Beyonce created a lane for her type of choreography. All of that cute, like hit, hit, pop, like that type of stuff. Mm. I wish y'all could see what I just did, but that type of stuff wasn't mainstream. Mm. From a choreography perspective, that was stuff that girls who take class and dance in studios and actual dancers, that's what they were doing to nuance choreography. You weren't looked at as a dancer in an in a R&B or pop light if you wasn't busting Janet Jackson counts. And Beyonce, mm. when she first came out with Baby Boy, it wasn't given that. She was doing... Jamaican style, like she stylized her own choreography to become now at this level somebody that we look at as a dancer. Beyonce mm. was not dancing like that at first, and it's nothing wrong with that. Like that's that's just not her lane. Beyonce literally mixed and meshed Whitney Houston, Tina Turner, and Diana Ross performances mm. and did that, and she added a certain nuanced style of choreography to it that was cute because of gay men. And then it became, oh, I'm about to fuck this shit up. And then she started oh going God. off like she did in the Diva video and in Single Ladies where she was doing basically marching band counts. Like she's always yeah. had like a nuanced style of dance. It was never, I'm about to fuck this shit up off some Janet Jackson or Michael Jackson type shit. She wasn't that type of dancer. And that's okay. I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> Not know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm learning so much. <laughs> I've been learning so much the last few days. If you if you just look at her old stuff, the, it wasn't given that. Because I got the um I got the Beyonce Experience DVD. I don't tell people, but I do own it. It's good. Wow. It's bomb. one of the best tours. I wish I would have went to that tour because that was the last time where I liked every single song she had. B Day is a moment, and honestly, if B if Beyonce was as smart as I think that she is, whatever she about to come out with would be B Day 2.0. I think that that's what people need from her right now. Mm. I think that if she just gave us a good time, like all the way through track one until the end, it would be probably album of the year. Mm. She not gonna rest until she get that award. But I think that She's that's hard. what people people champion B Day so much. I feel like. Just do it again. Just do it again real quick. Make it better, if possible. But I also think that Beyonce don't even really realize what her best songs are. Because she don't like the songs that people like. And that's another thing. Beyonce is a legend. That's an immutable fact. Everybody knows that. I think that there are people that will argue that. But whatever. Y'all stupid. And that's I'm not even into her music. And I will tell you that she's a legend. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. I was about to swab it on back to that. Beyonce is a legend. And Beyonce don't even... She's not famous for her best songs. No. Y'all love single ladies. I could never hear that song That's again. Probably one of the worst songs in the history of music. People love single ladies, and they love single ladies because Beyonce is very smart. And every time that she comes out with an album, she had, or at least what she was doing at first, she has something that is an anthem. So when she came out with single ladies, that became an anthem. Like everybody mm-hmm. across the world was trying to do that 
choreography. Mm-hmm. Everybody across the world was posting YouTube. She videos. knows how to build moments around exactly. Around she did her the, stuff. She tried to do the same thing with four because Run the World Girls should not have been the first single off their album. End of Time should have been the first single off their album. But because End of Time is not an anthem, it's not championing women in the way that Run the Girls did. Run the World Girls. Did. <laughs> Who runs the girls? Who's in charge of the <laughs> Who's girls? In charge of the girls? She should have had a sample of that. That would have been epic, actually. She don't pay people for samples, though, so. She paid Big Frida. And, um, Big the, Frida? The, the, the estate of Messy Maya. They was dragging and bagging her first, though. Oh. Wow. Also, real quick, speaking of that era of Beyonce, did you hear uh, Sway Lee's version of Formation? It was terrible. Oh, really? <laughs> Don't matter. That check long. That, that check long and the song good. That check ain't terrible. But his version of it, I'm actually really glad that Beyonce swiped that <laughs> because I wouldn't have needed that from the Ray Schrummer joint. Speaking of swiping, I tweeted on Twitter. The other, I tweeted on Twitter. Whatever. <laughs> the other day, the Holy Ghost sat on my chest and said, and whispered, yes. and whispered calmly and sweetly in my ear and said, Beyonce should have taken all them songs from Tamar's Bluebird of Happiness and made that lemonade. Wow. And when I tell you, I had to like go into my prayer closet. <laughs> Could you imagine Beyonce singing Empty Boxes I or the makings that, of, oh my God. I think that artists need to cover each other's songs a little bit more just for fun. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that would actually be a segment or something and do really, really No, not well. even a cover. I mean like literally Beyonce. Those should have been her songs. Beyonce should have said, <laughs> Tamar. Let me get that No, no, she should have texted Vince on the low and was like, y'all at odds, run me these songs. (laughs) Take advantage of the situation, huh, B? Listen, because like all the makings of me and um, uh, all them songs that are on... that are on Bluebird of Happiness, I think those were stronger songs that got across the same message that she was trying to get through with Lemonade. Okay. It is the same thing because like, I guess... From a relationship standpoint, you would think that they were going through very similar things mm-hmm. because Beyonce and Jay-Z were at odds because of whatever, and Tamar and Vince are at odds and have gotten a divorce because of it or whatever. So even though that's still so strange because he still be like, I'm Around. in love with her so much and like I just want the best for her and all of this and all that. And she's just like, she like, I signed the divorce papers. She done. They got her together about everything on that first episode of Braxton Family Values too. You fell asleep, but I was watching it. Oh, um, I be sleep, y'all. Yeah, she did. But, but can you imagine Beyonce doing Wanna Love You Boy? Wait a minute. Could you imagine Beyonce's lower register on Blind? I think that Beyonce's lower register. Wow. First of all, a song. Second of all, voices. Tamar and Beyonce, y'all want to do a song together? Like, what's going on? (laughs) It's never going to happen. No, it's not. But I'm just saying, like, all of them songs, like, Beyonce doing Heart in My Hands. Oh, my God. That would have been a crossover number one hit for Beyonce. I need to be Beyonce (laughs) A&R. Where's Parkwood Entertainment? call me. For booking the site spot at Gmail, I'm telling you, Beyonce voice on the heart in my hands. Hire us because, as consultants for your listen, brands and your heart audience. in my hands would have did for for Beyonce what she thought Halo was doing. People, ugh, I can never hear. But Halo think about again. it, what she thought Halo was doing, her doing heart in my hands would have done that. I agree. That's a song. Also, speaking of songs that Tamar could have given or let have, what is that song on her first album? Uh. Kiss me where it hurts. Where it hurts. I don't know her first album like that. I don't know. It's the a song and called Where It Where It Hurts that Brandy really should have just ran through. Like Tamar got music. Does Tamar got music? And and you can get into all her music via the Tea Time episode. Oh, because we, we be going off about her. So I, I wish right that she wasn't back. as crazy, but I still love her because 
to be fair, people be trying to act like Tamar is super duper extra and all of this and all that. But Tamar and the rest of the Braxton clan is from Severn, Maryland. <laughs> I don't know exactly where that is, but she don't act that different from regular ass PG County girls. She don't act that different from regular girls from Maryland to me. They all talk like shit. Like they don't be quiet. They don't <laughs> stop talking. Girls from Maryland don't stop talking. I love my um, PG County neighbors. Like I don't, I, again, I didn't have friends that was from PG County until Well, you got a lot of them now and they don't stop talking. And they don't stop talking. Wow. <laughs> but back to the legend thing, it's also like um, people probably won't ever call Rihanna a legend. Rihanna's a goddamn legend. Rihanna's actually an icon. Rihanna's an icon. And we stand and go off about Rihanna on this damn show all the time. But Rihanna did something in the industry that nobody else did at the time and nobody else has done since. She literally came out with the album every year for eight years. Mm-hmm. What? And and she also took control of her own image and was able to make herself more successful and more palatable than her label was even able to do. Exactly. She took that she took the reins of her career and was like and, boom. And she has she owns her masters. A that lot was, of y'all's faves don't own their own masters. Don't. And that's another thing that was championed by legends in the industry because that wasn't a thing that you could just automatically do. Prince, I feel like, was one of the first people back in the 80s Mm -hmm. to make sure that he had all of his work under his belt. And now, Mm -hmm. today, because of stuff like that, people that y'all consider legends, Beyonce has a vault. I remember her and Jay-Z used to live in the Bloomberg building in the financial district, (laughs) and they had a vault of all of her interview clippings, all of her images, any photo shoot that she ever did, every single thing. It was in that GQ article right after she had um, Blue Ivy, and she came out and that body was snatched and yacked into Oh, she had the football thing? Yeah. When they did that interview, she basically was saying... Well, she didn't say anything because Beyonce don't give interviews to y'all no more. She said bye. What happened was <laughs> they just toured their place and they was like, there's literally a room in here that has everything she's ever done in it. You couldn't do that before. Mm-mm. So when people start doing stuff like that and y'all not giving them the status of legendary, it doesn't make sense to me because y'all literally are doing things in the industry that no one was able to do before you. Back to Chris Brown. Why is he not a legend? Hmm. Because the thing is, Chris Brown's also an incredible songwriter. Chris Brown's also an incredible singer. Chris Brown's an incredible performer. Like, Chris Brown also was able to cross over, you know, in a way that I don't think a black male artist could probably do now. No. And like I said earlier. Because Chris Brown had the the white people in his hand, in, the, in the palm of his hands. Because this is when he did like the Sprite commercial and all that kind of uh-huh. stuff. Like. Chris Brown really was ruling the world. And then the whole thing, you know, happened with Rihanna that was super unfortunate. And I wish it never happened for either one of them. For either one of them. Um, But I think, you know, for Rihanna, she's better for it. And for Chris Brown, I I mean, I also respect that he was able to be like, I'm a mess. My life is a mess. Let me try to get it together. He don't got a praying grandmother, so it's been hard for him to get it back together. But he's still pulling through and still putting out incredible music. Still touring the world, you know what I'm saying? Like hashtag praying grandmothers matter. They really do. No, it would change. They your life. really do. They really, really do. I would be nothing if it wasn't for grandmommy. I wouldn't. Wow. Like they really, it's it's imperative. However, I just I just think that also too people base if somebody is a, doesn't understand that being a legend doesn't mean that you're the most popular. No. It doesn't mean that you put out the most music. It doesn't mean you had the most hits. Because there's also argument about if whether or not Craig Mack is a legend after he had passed. And I don't want to necessarily say that Craig Mack is a legend, but I do think that people were 
diminishing the role that he played in hip hop. That like, makes sense. Like yes, you Bad can Boy say that. would not been have been Bad Boy if it wasn't for Craig Mack because Craig Mack was literally the appetizer before we were able to get Biggie. Yes. And like yes. Bad Boy had ushered in a whole new type of vibe and sound and feel of what rap music was doing at the time and they had to use they Craig made the 90s. Mack to pivot into that moment that ever or whatever in hip hop. And so, you know, if Flavor and Year wouldn't have came out, like they I don't know. Never what, invented and, the remix. and then also you gotta exactly. And then also to think about like Craig Mack wasn't just on Flavor and Year. Craig Mack also was on a whole bunch of R and B songs too. Mm-hmm. And that was new. That yes. was that pairing of R and B artists and rap was something that the nineties championed. That wasn't something that was happening before because hip hop is still such a baby that mm-hmm. it wasn't really given, oh, we got this hot new artist. We want her to come out with a bang. We need to get a hot rapper to feature on her song. That also, planning wasn't a thing before the 90s. And also because R&B singers, female R&B singers were still wearing like church clothes and being glamorous and whatever. Mm-hmm. They wasn't being like little young hood girls listening to rap. No. And so Craig Mack was really integral in that whole like thing happening so yeah he might not be like an all-time legend but he was legendary for doing that because he was one of the pioneers of one the creation of bad boy and two the remix three the remix and three the the uh the the collaboration of rappers and r&b singers y'all can't see it but i'm doing a harlem shake so hard right now like (laughs) this is the remixes that's a legendary thing to say this is the remix. Wow. A TGT remix. Oh my God. <laughs> this is a TGT uh, friendly show as well, minus the Tyrese. I wish that he wasn't so problematic either. His brain is at odds. I gotta stop wishing that people weren't so problematic because I really am problematic. So. Oh, are. Yeah, definitely. Whatever. But, like you said, I don't know if I would necessarily give Craig Mack the, um, going long and shit. I don't know if we necessarily should give Craig Mack legendary status, but he was the first of a lot of things. He had a lot of firsts under his belt, and I don't think his death should make or break any of those things. This show long as shit, y'all. We've been talking like shit. And y'all not about to stop listening, but actually, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I do think we kind of got to the heart of the what we were trying to say is that we can just all like rethink what being a legend, what being a legend means. Being a legend means doing something fresh, doing something new, doing something that people haven't seen before, doing something that, you know, has has now shaped what music or art or whatever will be like. Somebody that will change people's perspectives. Like it's a standard set. Like it's when you have a bar set for your career, like you've done something that has now changed the way that everybody that comes after you has to do those things. Mm -hmm. You're a legend. And I don't agree with people saying again, because Chris Brown was our main thesis point. The first example that we gave, I don't think that everything that he's done for male R&B goes unnoticed. And he can't be deemed as a legend because of it. Because literally, all of this stuff that y'all like that's out right now, nobody would be making that type of music if it wasn't for Chris Brown. Chris Brown had a whole wave of like a L.A. sound Mm -hmm. that DJ Mustard now is using. And like that's why... LMA got all the beats that she got mm-hmm. because of albums like Fan of a Fan. Like mm-hmm. that that sound that him and Tiger kind of put together, that is something that is on every album now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... 
Chris Brown's a legend. The end. We could cut the show off. I mean, I just <laughs> want to say one other person I want to throw into the pot that don't get their flowers because of whatever reason, but Soldier Boy is a legend. He is, and I hate him. The way, <laughs> the way that Soldier Boy and Little B were able to use the internet, mm-hmm. nobody was able to do that before. Nobody. Period. Point blank. And the second. Like, Soldier Boy literally revolutionized ringtones. Did. <laughs> a legend. Because before him, ringtones weren't really giving their just due. Mm-hmm. Like, they wasn't giving brand sponsorship with Nextel and all of mm-hmm. that type of shit. Because, ooh, remember the Nextel chirp? <laughs> hit me on the Nextel ha, chirp. Ha, Don't ha, hit my phone up. Music. Time periods. Wow. Let's just go back. Today sucks. But yeah, and like Lil B, the way he was able to use like MySpace uh-huh. and the way he was able to garner a following using the internet. And, you know, it's just, there are people like that. Like, Tyler, the creator, will never get his due. Like, I swear to God, like, Essence and Ebony and all of them got me blocked on Twitter. And Black Enterprise probably got me blocked now, too. Because I continue to tweet asking that. No, they actually do have me blocked. <laughs> yeah, she's not I'm not she's joking. Not I'm actually blocked by these accounts. Um, because I keep asking him, what else does Tyler, the creator, have to do in order to get a cover? Like, the fact that Tyler, the creator, has not been on the cover of Black Enterprise blows my mind. That is actually insane. This man is 26, 20, 25, 26 years old. He has been able to create his entire music career. Like, a lot of it has been indie under his own umbrella of existence and creative artistry he also runs for the last five or six years his own music festival and i don't know if y'all ever been to camp flog and all but it is like it is like coachella level and besides the fact that it's a music festival it also has a full service carnival like it's not a little ringy dink little ferris wheel it's literally like 10 rides they're massive like (laughs) i went and i was blown away you know what i'm saying now he you know he's done uh loiter squad he has his own shows funny he he now has yeah that that funny they had the the cartoon Uh um he now has a show about how things are made he has a show where he was like interviewing what's that black scientist everybody like that look like a little oh, I know, biscuit. I know who you talk. You stay calling people nuggets and biscuit. I know who you talking about. I can't think of his name. He, he got like he a little look, flat top. He like an old Russell Wilson. He like Russell Wilson dad uh-huh. without the soft hair. <laughs> Neil Tyson, something or another. Like Tyler is doing so many things, and he is to me is a legend because he's been able to do these things at like twenty six years old, and no one's giving him his flowers because when he first came out, he was weird and talking about eating people's brains. I mean, it was weird, and I was kind of scared about oh, it. Oh, I was terrified. Yeah. And so, just, like, to kind of just wrap it up, just, like, give people their flowers, whether they're dead or alive, and really acknowledge the, like, crazy creativity that people are giving to us, and just go unnoticed. Like, they're just doing it, like, on the calm. And That's stop what makes using... it so crazy. they just doing it on the calm. It's not even a big deal to they them. they just be chilling. And stop using stuff that y'all think is going to make y'all points more valid. Like, oh, such and such can't sing, so they not a legend. Um... I think that I would probably get fought if I said that Mary J. Blige wasn't a legend and Mama was not a full-fledged singer for three albums. Like, she wasn't a songstress. She wasn't really giving you the vocals that people who are quote-unquote singers give. She was still learning. And she became a legend and the queen of hip-hop soul off of those relatable-ass songs and being a certain type of girl and having a different image and being affiliated with rappers in a certain kind of way and still putting out the music that she was putting out because nobody was doing that before her. So she is, in fact, a legend, whether I think that she could sing now or then or not. It don't have nothing to do with that. It's about paving a way and changing, literally changing the game. Did. The end. Still is. Right. Forever and always. Amen. 
a legends ball. <laughs> yeah, speaking of before y'all when after y'all listen to this episode, please get on YouTube and please watch Oprah's Legends Ball. It came out Everything. about 15 years ago, so the best thing ever. I got on VHS if y'all want to come over and bring y'all TV. Oh, my God. Because all I got is the tape and the VCR. So. I don't understand how you have been living with VHS still. Like, that don't make no sense. Because I'm a mini archivist. <laughs> and I like the to girls keep black one archives. Job at a museum. <laughs> and don't know how and to And want to start being curators of their own home. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the longest episode ever. It's great, though. Thanks, guys. We're legends, too, by the way. And we love y'all. We love y'all for real. Bye. Let you hit the mall and run that shit up I'm the first one to put you in the forum Before me you wasn't